Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. It's time to go around the league. This I miss starts it already. Some, what, what's the matter? I miss it already. Uh, I think we all miss the football. Starting tomorrow through March the 5th, NFL teams can designate franchise or transition players. You want to hear some of the, uh, the tag candidates? Throw them at me. Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs. Baker Mayfield. T. Higgins. Michael Pittman. I mean, these are some star players. Josh Allen from the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Brian Burns, Panthers, defensive end. Jalen Johnson, corner from the Bears. Justin Madbuike from the Ravens, defensive tackle. And Christian Wilkins from the Miami Dolphins. Some big names will be available if they don't sign the franchise tag. Yeah, and, and think about it. March, I was reading something yesterday. March 11th is when, like, Real free agency starts. I mean, that's what just two and a half, three weeks away. So it's coming fast, man. It really I is. I think March eleventh is three weeks the, from today. Yeah, the legal tampering period, and right. that's when it begins. So that and, and then and that Wednesday, you can actually put pen to paper and sign whatever deal. Which you know, we already start to hear stuff once that. So on the eleventh, we'll start to hear some rumors and rumblings, which is great. But yeah, dude, there's no rest in sight. I mean, the combine is next week, which I don't know if that floats everybody's boat or whatever, but it's full steam ahead. It really is, and and that's great. Like we're gonna we're gonna start to even maybe see some trades happening here over the next couple of weeks before combine or all star game. Well, see, here's the difference: the combine is like five days. So you have to give me some parameters to no, it. What do you What do you like better, the combine? Well, what are you more intrigued by, combine or all star game? Combine, just because they're 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 singing for their supper at the combine. They're actually um, trying. What do you think the Giants do with Saquon? Same thing as last year. They're going to say Saquon shop around. If you could get a better offer out there, go get it. But I think ultimately he's going to find his way back home. I'm not so sure anymore. Really? Yeah. I, I think that, that the Giants look at Saquon and say, we don't want to spend, what is it, $12 million on him? Wait, they're not going to tag him. Um, no, I don't think they're going to tag him. I think uh, if he wants to be a Giant next year, I think it's almost going to have to be similar to the deal that he agreed upon last year. Like, but, because, but he's going to want more than one year. I understand that, but he might get the more than one year, but in terms of overall guarantees, is he going to get anything that much greater than, let's say, the $12 million? I'm not so sure about no, that. No, of because course th- not. Dave, everything that we talked about last summer just was greater reinforced to how this NFL season played out. I, I like, think the Giants have happened. made their, their take on Saquon perfectly clear. We like him. It? We'd like to keep him. We will not overpay for him. Do you know last year the running back that got the highest AAV for the NFL season? Uh, you, you give me more of this question so I understand it better. AAV meaning like which running back got the highest salary just for one just for last year to play last year? I mean, isn't it McCaffrey? No. In terms of who was signed, I should say, like oh. the leading up to you know what I mean, like contracts that were given out for twenty twenty three. Uh is it Jonathan Taylor? No. Who is it? And it worked out spectacularly horrible. There's an oxymoron for you. A guy by the name of Dalvin Cook with the Jets. No, he made the most money last year? $7 million and change, yeah. Remember, they paid him seven mil. Oh, my God, what a disaster that was. But that was the running back last year. So teams, Curtis Samuel, by the way, he got the contract from the Panthers. That was the most money given out in free agency, like total guarantees. 
And how did that work out for Carolina? Oh, so you, your question was what running back in free agency last year? Yeah, yeah. Contracts oh, given okay. out four twenty three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that was so that's awful. what I mean. Like teams aren't going to spend, man. They're not going to spend on the position. They're just not. Well, the position has been completely neutered, right? I mean, you, you, I mean, and there's going to be a lot of good running backs out there for the Giants. I mean, you want Austin Eckler, you might be able to get him. You want you know, Josh Jacobs, or I mean, there's a whole host of guys. And the, you know what? The Jets are two years down the road for having the same conversation because Brees yep. Hall's two years in, and I mean, you're going to pay him huge money after year four, which is when you're going to have to pay him. Hey, a team just won a Super Bowl the last two years with a running back that they drafted in the seventh round. That's right. And had a running and back they drafted in the first round who was unplayable. Correct. Correct. So, I mean, look, th- that's that's the world we're living in. It stinks. It really and truly stinks. Like, if you're running back right now, it's you're almost like a dominant center in college basketball because your NBA future is not going to be what it was, let's say, 20, 30 years. Like, Zach Eady, who's the best player in college basketball, Dave, you really think he's – like, 20, 30 years ago, he would have been the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Not now, this year. Now he'll probably be a second-round pick. Um, you're listening to DNR, 9870-SPN-WEPN-FM, New York. All right. Uh, another idea, tech candidate – is from your beloved Jets, Bryce Huff. Yeah. Franchise tag projected at $23 million for a defensive mm-hmm. end. I don't see them paying him that. Only $5 million in protected, uh, projected cap room before cuts and restructures. The Jets might have to trim the budget in a position of need if they want to keep and pay Huff. You don't anticipate him back, do you? No, he's gone. I think he's gone. And, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't welcome him back. I mean, he's, he's, he's a great Terrific. dude. He's, he's great at what he does on the field. Good player. I wish he would come back. But look, he plays a position that's one of the premium positions in the NFL that teams will pay for. There will be a team with more cap space than the Jets, with maybe a little bit greater need at the position than the Jets, that are going to overpay by leaps and bounds what the Jets will offer. So Bryce Huff will be gone. And he, he already said he's not taking any kind of hometown discount. He wants to get paid. You know where I projected weeks ago he was going to wind up. Where's that? The Giants. You think so? I mean, I could certainly be wrong. I don't have any real insight to it. But, yeah, I just think that the Giants well, desperately is he need gonna, that. Is he going to – well, again, Giants are changing defense. Is he going to fit with the new scheme? That's another question. That is another question. But I Is think he going to play – you know, can he, is he better served with his hand in the dirt? Or is he better served as a stand-up, let's say, outside 3-4? I, I got to tell you, I think he gets to the quarterback no matter what defense you put him in. But he also plays only forty percent of the snaps. Yeah, you know. But he that, wants that, that. He wants that to change. He said. Well, that he wants times. it to change. But I'm saying, like, you have to be a team here. Okay, if you're going to pay this guy like he's a you know a three down player, which he hasn't been yet, that's a lot of money to fork over to a guy who hasn't done it. So I mean, you better be damn sure that he's going to be able to produce. That's all. Uh, you're hundred percent right. A hundred percent right. Let's continue around the league. Uh, yeah, if you're going to pay, if he's going to take 40% of the snaps, you can't pay him that kind of money. Um, but that's why 20- drafting is so important, like from, from a Jets standpoint, right? Like, okay, Jermaine Johnson, he turned into a Pro Bowl defensive end in his second year. Now they hope that Will McDonald, who was a first-round pick last year, takes the leaps that Jermaine Johnson did last season, and Correct. he will ultimately slide in and replace Co- a Bryce Huff, who was going to leave. And, yeah. and let's be fair. Jermaine Johnson in year one was very disappointing and was great year two. So even though McDonald was disappointing year one, you got to believe that he's going to make that or hope that he's going to make that leap in year two. Uh, due to his 2023 cap number, Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans projected franchise tag would be $28.4 million instead of the regular 21.6, meaning he's not expected uh, to be a tag candidate, nor should he be. Same with Chris Jones for the uh, Chiefs. That's my next one. Oh, the same go. can be said for Chiefs defensive lineman Chris Jones. His projected franchise tag would be $32 million instead of the regular $19.7 million. Tell you what, if you were to get him for nineteen point seven, which they can't, it would be a bargain. Mm-hmm. A bargain. 100%. I mean, what he checks every box and then some. But the thing uh, you got to worry about a guy like Chris Jones is, I mean, like, if you are going to fork over that type of money, how much does he have left in the tank? Take a minute to think about it, because it's not something mm-hmm. you can you probably, maybe you do, off the top of your head. Best defensive player in football right now is who? TJ Watt. All right. You go Watt one, two. Miles Garrett. All right. Three. Uh, 
Chris Jones is in the conversation. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. Chris Jones is in the conversation. Um, Micah Parsons in the conversation. Mike is in the conversation as well. I can't. I. 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 I don't think Aaron Donald is in that top three, four conversation any longer. Yeah. Was, but not any longer. Oh, he was one. Right. But no longer. Uh, also noteworthy, Kirk Cousins cannot be tagged. Unavailable. And, mm-hmm. and and from what I've heard, there's going to be quite the market for Kirk Cousins. Oh, he's a quarterback. And he was remember, he was having a really, really good year last year. He was having a great hurt. year. He was having a great year until he got hurt. Where do you think he – first of all, do you think he's back in Minnesota, yay or nay? Uh, money-wise, I don't know if it'll work. So what teams could you see spending big money on Kirk Cousins? Could Atlanta do it? Yeah, hot Atlanta, I was just going to say. Pittsburgh? Well, how, Did you see that thing coming out of Pittsburgh, by the way? What, that there is Fields? In, that there's internal strife. About oh, that half like, the guys he, want Mason Rudolph to be the quarterback? Can you, can you do you believe this is by the way, this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, like what I you can't trip believe that there are people Lund- that would be taking the the, the the reins and think that Mason Rudolph needs to be the quarterback. Well that's what I mean. Like this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're a smart organization. You trip over Lombardi trophies when you walk into the building, and yet Mason Rudolph is actually in the conversation in these meetings? Yeah. Like really? No, crazy. Now last I saw at the Steelers. Like the Vegas odds were that Justin Fields was going to be th- their new starting quarterback. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, and then I'm, ju- I'm just thinking Raiders about it. with Kirk Cousins. Well, Raiders need a quarterback. It ain't going to be Aiden O'Connell. No, clearly not. And Jimmy Garoppolo. How about how about um how about Jimmy G getting suspended? We Two didn't games. talk about that. That's bad for him, man. Real bad for him. Well, how about how, can, let me throw this out there because I talked about it over the weekend or Friday, whenever the hell it came down. Jimmy G is going to be a free agent because it does the Raiders a favor. The suspension voids the contract, the right. money that he still had coming his way. It was like $11 million and change next year. If you're the Jets, if you're the Giants, both obviously have to bring another quarterback into the room. Don't you think there are a lot worse options to be a security deposit than Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, I'll say this. For the Jets, I think he'd be a great backup quarterback. You don't have him for two games. You assume Rodgers gets through those two games. Then you have him waiting in the wings if, God forbid, anything happened to Rodgers. Giants are different because I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with drafting a quarterback. So you're not going to draft a quarterback, have Jones, the young quarterback, and Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think right, right now he's a better fit for the Jets. But if the Giants decide we're going to go with Daniel Jones, yeah, I, I think Garoppolo would be an elite backup quarterback for anybody, any team that he signed with. Absolutely. That's a good I – mean, could Jimmy Garoppolo beat out Daniel Jones? Like, I don't think it will. No. Like, if Daniel Jones is healthy, I think he starts. But if Daniel – look, jo, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but who knows? If the Giants have another crummy season next year, jobs might be at stake. So you're trying to win games. If Daniel Jones, let's say, gets off to a rough start first three, four games of the season, if you have a guy who, by the way, for all his warts – is 43-20 and 20 as a starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and you got that guy sitting on the sidelines, you're going to play him just to try to spark the team. Yeah, maybe, but I, it's not exciting. It's but not, it, I know it's not exciting, but isn't me. that crazy, though? Like think, of, like, think of how jaded we sound right now. We root for teams in this city which have not done a hell of a lot of winning over the last 10 years. 43-20, and 20, dude, that's winning two-thirds of the games you start. That's sickeningly good. And had a lead in the fourth quarter in a Super Bowl. Trivia question for you. Uh-oh. You like trivia, right? I do, yeah. I'm not going to ask you where Jimmy Garoppolo went to college. You know that answer because you're I good at that I don't know that, that I did. Is it Nevada? No. Eastern Illinois. Oh, Eastern right. Illinois, same as Tony Romo. Yeah. Okay, and Sean Payton, by the way. Um, there are two quarterbacks. In the National Football League, active, who have multiple Super Bowl rings. I'm basically giving it to you as a layup. Who are they? Uh, it's Garoppolo and it's Mahomes. There you go. See? I'm no dummy. And Jimmy um, is a backup. It's a backup. Should, should wide receiver Calvin Ridley re-sign with Jacksonville? Jaguars would owe a second-round pick to Atlanta number 48 overall as part of the conditions from that trade last year. The Falcons currently have a third-round pick, which will be number 79 overall via Jacksonville. Um, I was unimpressed with Ridley this season. Good start, very slow finish. 
You think he's kicked his gambling addiction? Was it a gambling addiction? Well, maybe addiction is a little strong, but I mean, it's you know, it was a habit. He liked to partake. Well, in I, I would wager. hope. I mean, we're, we're talking about this guy signing a, a multi-million-dollar, maybe long-term deal. I would hope that he's not going to to gamble so that he doesn't get, keep it. I just wonder league-wide how – I'm really fascinated because you got some big names like Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans. Who's the other big free agent? Jameson Williams. Oh, oh Jam- free agent? Yeah, like free agent. Um, T. Higgins. Um, I'm really curious to see how much teams are willing to spend on the wide receiver. Like, are they going to fork over blockbuster money? Yes. Which in the past, like – well, I mean, these guys that sign – how many of them are really true difference makers, the ones that get like that blow you out of the water in terms of the contract they get, right? I think, I, I, and I'll tell you why the one I think gets paid through the nose is T. Higgins, because he's young and he's right. just entering the prime of his career. But if you put T. Higgins with a so so quarterback, he might not be as productive. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of it has was, to do with the quarterback. He was pretty good with Jake Browning down the stretch of the season, though. But he was already entrenched there. You know what I'm saying? And plus, you had Jamar Chase on the other side, too. Like, if you're going to sign T. Higgins to be your number one and you have, you know, Joe Blow is the number two and you don't have an option at the tight end to catch passes, like, teams are just going to double him. They're going to roll coverage to his side. He's not going to be as effective. I'm not going to sit here and let you disparage Joe Blow. Guys, very, very talented. Joe Blow went to school where, David? Where do you go to school? Hofstra. When they had football. He's been in the league for quite I some miss time. Hofstra playing football. Um, oh, RJ. RJ, you know what I saw this weekend? What's that, Dave? The Brandon Ayuk will not be back with the Niners. I don't know if that's substantiated. Well, that's what I saw. What's the deal with that? Like, the girlfriend's basically, like, crying goodbye out of San Francisco, but he's, like, still – doesn't he have an option for next year? He's under contract. That's yeah, what I mean. Friends and family got to be off the socials. Get rid of it. Stop get it. Get rid of them, man. You uh, got to get Ravens, rid of that stuff. The Baltimore Ravens have signed Nelson Aguilar to a one-year contract extension. Congrats to Nelson and his family. Yeah. Did he? he so, so he was able to actually secure the pen when he signed the contract. Uh, is that that wasn't funny though, was it? Well, I mean, it was a, 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 it was a, a shot. Joke. It's a joke. A shot because he's so. not known for his hands. Or did he do like you know you've because signed he, some he things, doesn't I'm sure. catch he doesn't catch well, Dave. You see, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, no, but like these I, I new things now in this uh, internet world that we live in, you ever sign things now like with your finger? You like draw your signature yes, onto the screen? Yes, mine always Maybe looks was... like a child when, when I do that. Now, do you do the finger or do you use like the, the mouse on the thing to, no, to do it? I do the finger. You do the finger? Yeah. Are you uh, anal you about it. it? That's around the league. Can we stop around the league before you interrupt me again? There, now go ahead and interrupt me. Well, how about this? Say. No, are you like anal about that when you do like the e-signature thing? Like, do you like, oh, that one stinks. Let me delete and do it again to make it more presentable. No anal, no. No? Mm-mm. None whatsoever. No. Um, got a, 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 RJ, do I read this email or no? I don't know what's in the email. Well, I'll read it since you're uncertain. The reason this idiot Grasso doesn't want to commit to who he likes to work with is because he's awful. He can't stop interrupting. Can't stop talking. He knows he couldn't wipe Dave's bottom. He didn't say bottom, but wow. I cleaned it up. Wow. He, uh, he can control Rick, not at all. The guy's terrible. I won't listen when he's there. He sucks. Did Rick Sorry. write this? Uh, maybe. Did Rick write it? You know what's funny about that, though? Like, And he's not the only one I've heard of. But what, like, the, the, like, he talks too much. Well, when you listen to the radio, like that medium in particular, it does require talking, right, Dave? Listen, I didn't say it. I'm just right. reading what Andrew No, but I mean, that, it just goes to, to show you the mental capacity of some people to where, like, they're going to throw. If you don't like me, that's fine. Like, I'm still going to sleep good tonight. Like, that's cool. But, like, when you throw that into the conversation, you sound as stupid as you probably that you, look. That you talk too much when that you're I doing radio? That I talk too much, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's odd. I agree. Like, if it's, if it's a visual medium, you could say, oh, he talks too much. Okay. But, it's a, if, but radio, you kind of have to talk. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an important piece of what you do. Yeah, because if you don't talk, people are going to be like, there's nothing coming out of my speakers. What's wrong? Right, and it's because Dan's not talking. And then you'd probably get in trouble for not speaking. Right. Otherwise, what are you doing? Let's go. Why are you here? Dan in Paramus and say good morning to Dan. You're on 98.7. Hey, good morning, Dan. Good morning, Dan. How's it going? Good morning, Dan. How are you? What's up, Dan? I'm doing great. I just wanted to call in and say thank you very much. I won the uh, tickets to see the Rangers yesterday through your show. Nice. And, How were the seats, uh, by was, the way? It was awesome. Uh, yeah. Seats were all right. It, it was, you know, like Wes was saying earlier, 
the view wasn't the greatest, so it's kind of hard to see exactly where the puck is. You have no idea who is who on the ice. Um, you know, you would have to just check the uh, the screens after each goal and to see who scored and, and all that stuff. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, it was it was a great game. Um, my first hockey game in years. Um, I'm always every time I think about going to a game, I always get kind of turned off by the logistics of it all, you know, having to sit in traffic and deal with crowds and all that stuff. And it ended up not being an issue at all. I actually really? got so, in. But, so 80,000 people and it wasn't an issue getting out of there? Yeah. Logistics, nope. that's I, the wrong game to go to with 80,000 people. Uh, and that's exactly what I was nervous about. But it turned out great. I ended up getting to the stadium around 1230 yesterday, got right in, barely any traffic getting in, got parked, stayed the whole game. Got out of there. I was off of uh, out of the stadium within five minutes. Beautiful, good for you. And wow, now yeah. five you minutes. You say it all the way through. You're yeah. a Rangers fan. I am. All right. And, so you had a great uh, day. Uh, oh yeah, it was great. I I, I got to say though, know, you know, obviously the first couple periods were not very good. Um, I, I thought the Rangers were outplayed. They they lacked confidence and and just. Overall, they just were not doing good, and and uh, I, I was close. Five minutes into you know left in the third, I was very close to wanting to head out, but I was like, you know what, I'm here. Let's stick with it, and and I'm glad I did because you I got mean, rewarded, Dan. Congratulations uh, the, and, and thanks the for the call. Ener- yeah, energy no, was, was awesome. amazing. Was awesome. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was perfect. You're a Rangers fan, and he's right. The Rangers were awful. The Rangers did not play a good game yesterday at all. Terrible. But even falling behind early, giving up those couple of goals early on, like like the the outdoor games, like I said, weird things happen in these outdoor games. It's like baseball games at Coors Field, like it's never over until it's over. Right, a high scoring game, eleven goals yeah. is a lot. Even the way it ended was weird. The whole thing was weird. Well, you had how many goals on the one Saturday night with what nine? It was six three, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of goals in, uh, over the weekend. So you had eleven, you had twenty goals in two games. That's more touchdowns than the Jets scored all season. Let's go to Adam said. Adam and Monroe. Hi, Adam. Hey, morning, boys. Morning, company. How's everybody doing? What's up, buddy? Good. So, um, first of all, just had a few uh, all-star game points, and then if I could just have a quick NBA trivia for Dave. Uh, well, yeah, now, here's the thing, here's the thing the Adam. Here's the thing. Okay. When, Wednesday trivia. Wednesday, Stump Rothenberg. We can't just start taking random trivia questions during the week. So as much as I love that that's what you want to do, let's just get to your original all-star NBA points, please. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So, um, Dan, great point on the uniforms. Uh, I'm not sure why they went went to the, you know, all all Nike uniforms. Oh, I know. I I mean, yeah, that was awesome. Adam, it's easy because there's more money to be made when you make all-star only uniforms that, you know, the leagues will pay for and and hopefully fans will spend money on. That's why they did it. Of course, which goes to the next point of I can't see them having money to throw around tens of millions of dollars for the winner. Um, I don't know if that's the solution. Um, I think it kind of went downhill when, not not to say anything bad about LeBron and everything, but but when his era of stars kind of made it a joke um, and he didn't want to attend the dunk contest and things of that nature, I kind of think that that's when the All-Star game took a downhill turn. Um, I watched the NFL uh, um, Pro Bowl this week, or whatever it was a couple weeks ago before the Super Bowl, and I actually thought it wasn't bad when they, when they incorporate oh. things like the dodgeball and games oh, like awful. that. Uh, it's, that's, it's a, that's a carnival. Adam, and, and thanks, Nicole. That's, that's what it is. It's a carnival. The the NFL All Star festivities are horrendous. I'm sorry, and I but, I will watch any NFL game ever, but it's that is bad. Well, it's not an NFL game, like and that's enough. I did not turn those on. Did not even turn them on. Like you, you're you're basically giving me a free pass to not have to watch any of it. You want to hear that's something what they're doing. Wild that was said last week on the show. What's that, Bob? This is very upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. John Winthrop, you know John. You love John. He's our program. Uh, I'm familiar with his work. Yeah. He, he claimed, I think you'll be bothered by this, to be honest with you. I think I know where you're going, by the way. That he loves the NFL more than I do. How did, number one, how did that come up? Uh, he, he just said, he lo- I, don't, I don't know what the genesis of it was. He just said, I love the NFL more than Dave. No, I, 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 that, that's not true. No, I, mean, well, you're, the, I know the, that. 
the Sherry Urgent Care story. Is, Who the heck is this John positive. Windrow taking away your personalities? <laughs> yeah, no, he had a rough week last week. I mean, is that a thing to really, like, you want to put the flag in the ground and kind of stick behind? Like, I love the NFL more than so-and-so. Like, who cares? Like, just just consume it and love it how much you want. It it doesn't have to be a game. Well, for him, it is. For him, it was. He came in. He he puffed out his chest last week, and he's like, I love the NFL more than you. No, no, you don't. I don't think it's something you can measure. And I I believe you do love it. I'm not arguing that, but he does not love it more than me. Well, does he watch the – I mean, the, the, number one, does he watch the Pro Bowl or whatever they call it nowadays? Yeah, but if and, you watch the Pro Bowl, I'm, I'm not convinced at all that you care about it well, more that, than me. That's what I was getting to. Like, even if you say you watch the Pro Bowl, that doesn't make you more of an NFL fan than the next person. I, I, I can say with certainty, and maybe you can too, just with my own personal relationship with the NFL, and, and football's my favorite sport, the NFL's my and, – you know, we work in it now. I don't think I could love it more than I did when I was, let's say, a teenager. I was like a thousand percent obsessed. You, you know what's amazing to me is that, and RJ, you don't even know that this was the case. Dan, you'll remember this. Yeah. There was a time where you had no idea what was going on in any game except oh. the one game you were watching. But every 10 minutes, they would show the ticker, and you would learn what was happening in the other games. RJ, can you believe that's the world that we grew up in? Can you imagine watching whatever game it was you're watching and not even knowing how much time was left in the quarter? That's right. The clock was never there. Right. There was no, there was no score bug whatsoever. No, no, no clock. No first and 10. But I mean, Fox were the ones that had the score bug first. That's right. right. Fox started in 94. A, right. And but I remember how innovative that is. Like, oh, I can see the score all the time. Yep. But there was there, like Giants would need to win and need help to get into the playoffs. And you would find out the score of that game every 10 minutes. And then you would hope. And then when they said we're going back to the studio for a game break, it, your, your heart skipped a bit. Well, you didn't know. Were they going back for my game break or like Packers Rams? It, it's it, it was so simple. It was so primitive. But it was like <laughs> it, was, crack. it really was so it was primitive. like crack. No, but I mean, so also, primitive. like, you know, you don't have at that age, you don't have any like life responsibilities, you know. So basically during the football season, like school was a necessary evil Monday to Friday just to help you pass the time to get to the weekend and that's to get right. to Sunday. That's right. That's all. It was, it was a necessary it, evil. That's right. You didn't have the that's internet. That's a good description of school. Right. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have, you know, as many cable television channels dedicated to the sports as you did. Like I would like comb through the newspapers anywhere. Oh, this is you know, great. Right, so, looking for sports or football of or course, any stats type of and nuggets. Remember, you you like study oh. the, the receiving leaders and the the, the quarterback oh. leaders. So we go to my mom's yesterday, and she she may be the only person I know she still gets the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So we pull up, we we uh, you know park in the driveway, and there's a newspaper sitting in the driveway. I said, Alex, can you grab that and bring it in for Grandma? He says, Why does Grandma collect newspapers? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't think she's collecting them. I think she intends to read said newspaper. So she gets, now is it a daily delivery or just Sunday? I'm not sure. It's the New York Times. I get a Sunday paper every so often. Re- delivered? No, I go pick it up. Right. I, I have not read a newspaper in years. Years. I have, I have digital subscriptions for the uh, for a couple of them. Right, but well, I, I will actually on now. yeah on Sundays I will actually go out like you know running the morning errands, getting breakfast, coffee, whatnot. Uh, pick up a, like a hard actual newspaper on, on Sunday, which is only. actually sad for me because I, I'm not even kidding you. I used to love reading the newspaper. Oh, it, it, it was it was an addiction. Like it was part of your daily routine. Loved like it. like kids like they don't understand it now. Like, do you know how critical it was? Whether it was at six o'clock. Or eleven o'clock, the the news on whatever network it was, the sportscast when it came on at, at twenty minutes after the hour, like you sat there and watched whoever it was that two three minutes that you got that was getting the the sports well, because news you, of the you day. Learned who won the games? You learned who won the games. Uh, footage, like you know, if they sent a camera crew out to Hofstra for the Jets or to, for the Giants at East Rutherford right. and interviews, like you didn't hear this stuff during no, the you day. You could learn a little bit about your favorite team, you, 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 who who won the games, who scored the goals. It's not, it's not what it is. Today. Remember, this um, is depressing. Remember MSG Sports Desk? 
how great that was with um Bob oh, Page. Bob Page. Right. That was a half hour. You got a half hour each night. You know what I used to love? Now Sports Center was always like the gold standard. Right. But even before CNN used to have a show with like Fred oh. Hickman and Vince Cellini. Well, how about Headline Sports on Headline News where it was twice an hour you that you know you got the 2 or 3 minute taped sportscast. So, it was always the late night games, like if, you know, like, for example, you know, the Nets or something were playing out on the West Coast and I had to go to sleep early because I had school. I'd have to wake up at six or seven in the morning, whatever it was to go to school, put on the headline news and hear the headline sports just to find out who won the game. Yeah. It was a different era. Oh, it's much easier now. But don't you miss it? Uh, in a way, I miss it. In a way, I can't believe that we had to endure that. I guess if right. you don't know any different, that's all you have. But It's a I little mean, bit of both. The nostalgia uh, savagery that we, we wouldn't know the scores of the games. These kids nowadays have it so easy. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Rick is um, not here, but listening to the show. Dan is here, and I also believe listening to the show. Is that accurate? You're listening. I'm to the listening. Show. Yeah, I'm here. I got you. Good. I'm all in. Still can't believe you chose him over me. Ask me again on Wednesday or Thursday. Maybe I'll have a different opinion. No, I don't. I don't want to know anymore. I mean, you made you you planted your flag, and that's fine. What if I could change? You could change. Everybody. Everybody could change. can change. Yeah. Not nice. Not nice at all. Uh, all right. One hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I have Sapita Alonzo audio for you. We'll get to that in about three or four minutes. Let's Ooh. go to Subi in um, Midtown. Hi, Subi. You're on ninety eight seven ESPN. Oh no! It just happened. So so, how about Santiago? He hangs I up. Fat fingered. I he fat fingered. Hung, hung up on Subi. And so he did an I, answer drop. It ended up punching Ira up at the same time, and then we lost him. I think that's Subi calling back. Are your fingers swollen? Did you have a lot of salt this weekend? No. How did you? How did you hang up on one guy and take the other one on the air? I punched them both at the same time. You didn't see Subi's like lit up at first, and then it turned off. Hey, Dave, he was at a cold hockey game yesterday. He didn't leave early, and, and that's I'm, what I'm happens. At, I'm actually in a colder studio right now. I just literally put on my coat. Yeah, it is the same frigid. coat that I'm wearing on the on ice picture with Rigid. Tom that's, uh, that's how I feel right now. Ray, Raymond, all right. Rarely in life do you get a second chance. You do right now. Be careful with your fat fingers. Subi in Midtown. Hi, Subi. I don't blame Raymond at all because he was out all night, you know, with those cold-ass fingers. I mean, you can't blame him at all. Uh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. It's not your fault. It's Raymond. We're sorry that it happened yeah, to you. Yeah, that's all me, Subi. Sorry. It's all right. Ray's, Ray's cool. Anyway, with this, uh, I got two points. First of all, this is a franchise-altering draft for the Giants. I mean, I don't think people understand. There's no QB coming out next year. And all the teams in the NFL are looking. Russell Wilson is leaving Denver. They're looking for a QB as well. We're going to have to see with this combine 
who sticks out because, you know, Giants, they're going to have to put Daniel Jones through a combine to see if he can actually move. It's every other week with this guy, something going on with his back, his shoulder, something. So we're going to have to put him through a combine. I'm being dead serious. So we're going to have to see if Jaden Daniels has a potential to be a Patrick Mahomes-type quarterback, someone who can literally score a touchdown on any drive. So it doesn't, it doesn't then, matter who. They have to figure out the guy, uh, you know, make a target of that guy and go after that, that quarterback. Yeah, I don't want to see It doesn't have to be Jaden Daniels year. or anybody specifically. They just have to determine who it is they like. Next, yeah, I don't want to see this debate next year. Every other week, who's the quarterback for the Giants? I, I need a solid player for the next five years, just like the Eagles have Five years? Yeah, we need someone for the next five years. So the five, second point setting the bar pretty low, Subis. We're talking about and thanks for the call, Subi. You tell me, I get Jane Daniels for five years. I don't want any quarterback for the next five years. I want the next quarterback for fifteen years. Zach Wilson gave the Jets four. How'd that work out? Yeah, great. We'll By the way, I got a question for you. I don't because I, I was talking about this the other day. I don't know if you saw this. I, oh, I was flabbergasted actually. So BetMGM, they had the odds. For to win the Super Bowl already for next year. And, and granted, it's premature, right? Do you realize they had the Giants at 150 to 1, which is the second longest odds in the NFL? Only you mean to tell me? The Panthers? The Panthers. Do you mean to tell wow. me they think the Giants are, se- are going to be the second worst team in the NFL? I, I, I don't buy that for a second. They're well, not I don't, that I don't bad. I think it necessarily means second worst team, right? It means second. What like, the hell does it mean? Don't teams it means win that Super they have Bowls? the second worst chance of winning the Super Bowl. So, right, well, that means you're a bad team. Well, don't you well, think? I, no, no, no. I, I, I obviously it means you're a bad team, but I don't think it means that you're you're worse or better than, you know, I mean, pick another bad team, the Patriots. Yeah, I don't mean no. I mean, it just may, maybe the Giants would have a, a, a tougher road to get to the Super Bowl. Well, but it's still it's still pre- I, I'm not that pessimistic yet, and I st- look I, I I think that this I think they'll be I don't think they'll be any worse than they were last year. Well, here's the thing, too, with the Giants. They were 6-11, and 11, right? Should have beaten the Jets. Even a Jets fan would admit that. Absolutely. And should, have beat, and should have beaten the Rams. So as bad as it was, and it was brutal, the Giants probably should have gone like 8-9. Eight, eight right? I'm trying to think. Did they win a game that they were fortunate to win? I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. I mean, uh, they, won, they won the Packers game, which was a close game, but I don't think they were fortunate to win it. No, I think the Giants were they, – they, they won six, and they, they fought down the stretch of the season, too. They, and that they, last one against the Eagles, though, the Eagles were kind of like – well, no, I mean – the Giants they, smashed, and the Eagles you, needed to win. They tried to win. Dave, you know which one kind of canceled out a little bit? The Patriot game they won. Because what happened to them against the Patriots was the shoe on the other foot with the Jet game. Remember, the Patriots missed that kick at the end. Right. But that only would have tied it anyway. You never know what would have happened, Patriots. though. Right, I was. I was, listen. I was rooting for the Patriots. That Chad Ryland it was awful. That he missed that kick. Right now, and we're still what two months away. Uh, if they're standing pat at six, yeah. What position? You know, I know free this, agency I said is going to motivate time a lot. Ago. I yeah. said this a long time ago, and RJ specifically. And I think everyone kind of laughed at me. I wouldn't be shocked if they took JJ McCarthy at six. I, I said the other day, J.J. McCarthy, whether you like him or not, J.J. McCarthy is going to be drafted, I feel, higher than most people think he is right now. And you know what? If that's six, I am not going to be surprised at all. Uh, Matt Miller, you know, does great coverage for us draft-wise at ESPN. He was on with me two weeks ago, yeah. Okay. He, he, I, I read a quote. He spoke to, he said, a couple of NFL executives in love with J.J. McCarthy. Said, when, yeah, You know Why? When, when they kind of like let this guy cook, you're not going to believe what he's able to do. You know, because he's a winner, first and foremost. Pro-style offense, okay? He's, he was coached by a guy who now is an NFL head coach. Who loves he him. He checks all the boxes. Like, I'm intrigued by that. I'm very intrigued to see. Um, if not, and they, don't, and they take six, if the three quarterbacks are gone and they don't take McCarthy... I think they'll take a receiver. I think they'll take either uh, Adunze or Neighbors would be my guess. As long as they don't take Jim Neighbors. No, um, don't want that. I mean, look, we don't know what's going to happen, and these teams aren't going to tell you the truth anyway. They're going to try to lead you down a different path just to throw people off the trail. But, there, I mean, there's at least, I would say, a 50-50 chance that in this town it might be a very unsexy first round of the draft because both teams might take tackles. 
possible. I don't find the tackle to be unsexy. I find the tackle that's incapable to be unsexy, but not well, the capable and, tackle. And this is a, a, a supremely rich tackle draft. Like, the, like this could be um, – they could set a record this year for most tackles to come off the board in the first round. The record is seven. Yeah, you, you might you get, get eight, eight tackles. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. you got to figure, you, you pick six, you're probably going to get the number one offensive lineman in the entire draft there. If you if you figure the three quarterbacks are coming off the board, and at least Harrison. in the first four picks, yeah, yeah absolutely. So well, let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Good morning, Ira. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Good. Boy, hey, Ira. Uh, it's amazing. Hey, you know, you're talking about the years ago. Yeah, I, I appreciated getting up the next morning and looking in newspapers. Uh, you know what? You appreciated it more. Now, you know, every two seconds you get information. And... Uh, you know, but people today, they just don't understand it. But getting to free agency, and, and I know the Jets are kind of scrapped right now, but, you know, that's why they have erasers and pencils, and every GM, every executive does it. And listen, let, let's face it, Joe Douglas, as you know what, is on the line. And unfortunately, they're going to probably have to spend for players more than what they're worth, and he's going to have to overpay. Because if they don't win next year, he's not going to have to worry about free agency. And that's, you know, that's why they got to get this right. And, you know, I don't even think it's that great of a free agency crop, especially with the offensive line. I think there's a couple of guards around. But besides that, you know, the Jets can't come out and say we're going to build through the draft. He's had four or five years to do that. And, you know, he's come up short. So this is the year he's going to, he's going to overspend, and hopefully they get it right. Well, they have to. And thanks for the call, Ira. Because if you don't get it right this year, you're not going to be around to get it right next season. Reset button one more time. That's what it is. If it, if it doesn't work this year, you know what? You're back to square one again because then you're probably looking at a new coaching staff, maybe a new front office. Definitely the quarterback, quarterback is yeah. getting out of there. Right. And that's why at some point, and I don't know, they, they're supposedly going to get a few, um, the Jets we're talking about, compensatory draft choices in the maybe in the seventh round, and that's going to be determined here in a little while. Uh, I, I, I would behoove them to at least use one pick this year, wherever it might be. Not in the first round, necessarily. you got to draft a quarterback to at least develop, hopefully, somebody. Where, where though? Where are you going to take a quarterback? You could take one mid to late round. That's fine. Yeah, I think if you take a quarterback in the, the fifth or sixth round, that's fine. But, you, yeah. I mean, everything in the first couple rounds, you need to produce right away. And you don't have a second-round pick, right? Right, and, and which, by the way, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of them trading down, given the fact that, as I just got done saying, it is a tackle-rich draft. You could get a tackle that is a week, week one, day one starter, let's say mid to late first round, get back that second-round pick, and then you're in business. I can't wait for the draft. Don't rush it. No, I don't rush, rush it. it. April free agency will be fun. Free agency will be fun. Free agency will be fun, yeah. Free agents, and that's soon. We're three weeks from the start of yeah. free agency. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. You know what movie this reminds me of, this song? It's really Ferris one Bueller's movie. Day Off. Yeah. 
Yes. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There's another Rudy, movie as well, though. Finding a seat. What What would you say is that the number two on this list of what this song reminds me of? Was it in a Weird Science? No. A uh, uh, Michael J. Fox vehicle. Tell me. Secret of My Success. You ever see that? Ah! Good one. You're, do you remember when they play this in that movie? No. Mm-hmm. It's a nice movie, Secret of My Success. Michael J. Fox was at the um, BAFTA Awards yesterday. He gave he's, out He's the, at the Garden all the time. Yeah, but he was in bed. I mean, he's, you know, they brought him out in a wheelchair. He's struggling. He's fighting it. God it's bless terrible. him. terrible. Have you mean? seen the yeah. documentary on, on him? I think Apple no, TV did I, it. I didn't. I haven't it's, watched that it's, one yet. It's great, but it's it's very sad. Well, I mean, it's not pleasant, unfortunately. No, it's very sad. Um, watch any of the Patriot stuff yet on uh, Apple TV? Not the a first second, two episodes. But I will. I will. They say the it's first, very good. So the first two episodes are out already? Yeah, you can't binge it all. It's just the first two. Right, but I, didn't the first one come out on Friday? The first two were up there. Oh, the first two came out on first Friday. First two, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so that's going to be a weekly thing. Every Friday, they're going to pop out two more episodes. I assume. I don't know, so, I don't know the schedule, but so it's, not all the, it's not all ten at once. I might wait until they're all available and then watch it then. I think is what I might do. Um, I got a little news uh, in Major League Baseball. Um, <gasps> the Red Sox news, have solved, jazz solved all their problems. They did? Yep. Liam Hendricks deal with the Red Sox. Two years, $10 million. Guaranteed. Two for ten. Two for ten. Nice well, it's signing. good for Liam just that he's you know he's healthy first and foremost. Well, no, wait a sec. He had Tommy John last year, so when is he even? He's not ready is for opening Liam day. Liam Hendricks had cancer, didn't he? Correct, cancer. Yeah. And then when he came back, finally, he pitched like you know for two weeks, and then he had to go under the knife for Tommy John. So he's not going to be ready to go uh, opening day. So it's it, that's why they gave him the two years because right. they're not going to so really get anything from when this get, year. Get the benefit of him. Yeah. Um, so Pete Alonso talked over the weekend. You don't say. And, yeah, and I think we should take a listen and then kind of comment off of it, and you guys can get involved as well. one 800 He was asked if he wants to be a lifelong Met. I mean, for me, I think the number one goal is just being healthy through the uh, through the course of the year. I, I love it here. I definitely have envisioned myself of, of being a lifelong Met. That's a... That's something I've definitely thought about. And I love I love New York. It's a really special place uh, for my family and I. And I've definitely thought of the idea. I've definitely welcomed the idea. But I can't predict the future. For me, I just want to focus on on this season. I just want to be the best person I can be. And I've sat back and, and listened and just want to be the, the best player I can be. That's it. He, he's funny. He wants to be the best person he can be and the best player he can be. And he's not going to rush the process. But... If he wanted to be a Met long-term, he, he could make it a lot easier. And I'm not blaming him, but if he said, I'll take a, a lesser deal than what I'm going to demand on the open market, because he's going to demand a ton of money. Is, not, is there going to be a team to get it? A team to give it to him? Though? Yes. That's the question. Yes. Yeah, but is there? Yes. Look at the, but look at the market. The, the Cubs will pay him. But are the Cubs going to give him what he wants, though? They're going to give him a lot more than the Mets. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know necessarily what a lot more is. And the reason is, like, look at the benchmark at the position, though. Remember, baseball might be as deeply rooted in sabermetrics and analytics than any other of the major sports. Right. You would probably agree with that. I don't even think it's close. Not even close. So if that's the case, Freddie Freeman, remember, probably the best first baseman in baseball. The contract he got from the Dodgers. And remember, he was with a Braves team where he was a franchise mainstay, an icon, whatever. The Dodgers, who have more money than God, they only gave him, or he only got $162 million total on a six-year deal. One that was heavily deferred, by the way. Now, granted, he was 32 when he signed the contract, but he's coming off of an MVP. Pete Alonso is going to be 29 when his deal is up. Right. And I think the best thing going for Pete, aside from the production that he gives you at the plate, say this about Alonso, Dave, he plays. He, he, like, I mean, even when he shouldn't play, he plays. He plays. Remember last la- year? What, last was, year, he should have missed significant time, and he's such a lunatic that he refused to, to take time off. And I think it's a, a large portion of the reason he had 217 last year, because he was not healthy for a lot of time. Well, he'll, like, he'll give you at least 150 games. He's known for that, which is great. But the Mets, and especially with David Stearns now, who is going to be the one offering these recommendations to Steve Cohen, I don't think David Stearns, who baseball pro scouting is not in his background. Analytics are. He's an, he's an Ivy Leaguer. 
He's going to look at what the rest of the sport is doing and how they value that position and say, you know what, Steve? I don't think we should allocate $200 million to this guy. Uh, And you know what? As a Mets fan, and I love Alonzo, it's hard for me to argue with what you're saying. It's hard for me to say, you know what? I want to sign him to an eight-year, $300 million deal and be be locked into Pete Alonzo as my first baseman for the next decade. It's not I, happening. I, I don't. I don't. And and not only is it not happening. Do you want that to happen as a Mets fan? Since Pete Alonso's been here, and I, look, I know that younger fans, especially, they get all geeked up over the home run derby trophies, and they get geeked up on you know the home runs he hits and all that type of thing and the polar bear stuff. How many playoff series victories have the Mets had since Pete Alonso's been here? There've been none. How many times have they made the playoffs with Pete Alonso here? One, twice? Just once. once. No, once just with, once. Yeah, once when they lost That's to the it. Padres, yeah. That's it. So 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 think about that. You know, like But you know what? Don't don't take the tack like I understand you don't want to sign him to a long term deal. Pete Alonso's a, a very good baseball player. He's a very good baseball player. But it hasn't it, ultimately it's about winning games, isn't it? Like like Francisco Alvarez. Yesterday he met the media for the first time and, and somebody asked him how many home runs or do you think he, he's gonna hit he, they asked how many home runs do you want to hit this year? He's like he answered the question, he said, How many games am I gonna win this year? That's what it's all about, right? That's Winning games. I get it, but but I think in, 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 it feels like you're taking the Mets side on this, which is fine, but you're diminishing Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso is no. a terrific player. I'm not diminishing him at all. At all. He I I, I told you, he he he's in the lineup every day. He produces but there is a business side to this game, and we've seen it. I mean, look, who, who was a more valuable Met, Pete Alonso or Jacob DeGrom? A more Jacob value, DeGrom was I the mean, DeGrom best. DeGrom was more valuable because DeGrom dominated like we've never seen before. He was the best in his, at his position in the game. But yet, you know what, Dave? When he became a free agent, we let him go. Well, yeah, but that's different. There was injury concerns with him. There was injury concerns. And rightfully but- so. Well, in hindsight, absolutely, but he was still pitching at a very, very high level. All right, it was it, it was a shot in the dark, and I know he was a little bit older. I get it, but you got over that, right? You got well, over. You get over it. People always, you know, we had callers on Friday. If the Mets don't re-sign Alonzo, I'm done. I'll never get over it, and I'll never. You know, you're full of crap, is what you are. You'll get, right. You'll be upset for a, a week, and when they take the field and they start winning games again. You'll be right back there at City Field. So don't give us the, the I'm done if the Mets don't, because it's just not true. Let me ask you, the, you a question. I'll ask it to the Mets fan, too. If, if I told you next offseason, you can only have one, Soto. Pete Alonso or Juan Soto. Soto, you, it's, it's not even, is this even a debate? No, but, but I'm just trying to provide the perspective here. That's the difference. Right, I, but right? I think the answer is unequivocally Juan Soto. Juan Soto's here. young. Juan Soto's a much better baseball player than Pete Alonso, and I love Alonso. But I'm not willing to pay him that kind of money. You agree with the, the, the bankability factor. Like, do you think that that plays into the, it? It does for decisions for teams, like you said, the Cubs, for example. For, if the Cubs were going to give Pete Alonso a blank check and pay him way more than the Mets are willing to offer, they think that that's actually going to help them in a number of ways, on the field and off the field. Right? They would think he's quote-unquote box office. But I was, I was talking about this the other day. Think league-wide in baseball. Do you think Pete Alonso is, for lack of a better term, box office? Like when the Mets are in Colorado, are people like Rockies fans flock in the park saying, you know, we got to go because the Mets and Pete Alonso are in town? Or, you know, if the Mets are in. I think he's right on that borderline. I think he's right on that. I don't know about that. Really? I think Pete Alonso's. I I think if you're going to a game that you're excited to see Pete Alonso, I think Pete Alonso moves the needle. I don't think that. And again, I'd like to keep Pete Alonso, but if I'm Stearns and I'm Cohen, I have to put a cap on. I can't go above this. I can't go crazy to to re-sign this guy. Here's another thing that I think would minimize his chances of returning. And I'm not even to me. I don't buy into the whole Boris thing. I know that what Boris's mo is and his history. But you know what? Brandon Nimmo was a Boris guy, and we all thought he was going to leave too. And yet the Mets re-signed them. They had to pay a little bit more, but he came back. The Mets have a greater sense of urgency right now when it comes to starting pitching. Bottom line, I mean, Dave. Aside from Kodai Senga, 
Look at the rest of the rotation. They're all basically on one-year deals. I know Manaya they gave two years, but most of these guys are probably going to be gone after this next season because look at the free agent crop of pitchers next winter. Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, Max Freed, Walker Bueller, Shane Bieber. David Stearns is going to say to Steve Cohen, Steve, we've got no starting pitching locked up long-term that can make a difference. These are the guys we should spend money on, not a first baseman. Right, but what people do is they get so crazy in their own mind, and he's a homegrown guy. He can hit 50 home runs. He plays every day. I love him. He's part of the fabric of the franchise. We don't have a lot of guys that came up through the organization, through the, the pipeline, and, and turned into great players. He's one of the very few I want to keep him, instead of really sitting back and looking at the big picture. And that's why fans, like, see, fans are fans. They're, they have emotion into it. They're passionate. And that's why a lot of them can't do, like, what those guys like David Stearns and executives have to do, because you have to remove the emotion from it. 100%. You can't make decisions like a fan. Even if you're Steve Cohen, who's got more money than God. But you know what? Steve Cohen, there's a price for him. And that's why the Mets weren't as active this offseason. Now, they made a great effort to try to get Yamamoto. He said thanks, but no thanks. But then they didn't just take the money that they were going to give to him and just spend it foolishly on other people because they realize those guys are not worth that dollar figure. Let's lay low. We had the richest payroll in the history of baseball last year and didn't get anything for it. We'll come back next year with a fury when you have a deep and talented free agent class and spend money on those guys who are worth it. Uh, Let's go to Tony in Franklin Square. Hi, Tony. You're on 9870 ESPN. Hey Dave, big fan. Uh, I miss Rick. Listen, oh no, was that was that a um, shot Dave at Dan, or, or you, you like Dan? You just prefer Rick? Mm, that was a shot at Dan. Oh, all right, that's all right, Tony. Don't drive about... off the road yet. <laughs> Go ahead, well, Tony. Bluetooth, but well, my point here is Shohei Otani is one of the greatest players I've ever seen. How many times did his team make the playoffs? With Mike Trout as a teammate, Tony. Well, how many times did he make the playoffs? That's that. I'm 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 adding context to your point. You're right. You're 100 percent right. So I think that when you throw this guy under the boat like that, he's nothing but a productive player who plays every single day. And as a Mets fan, I think he's only going to be helpful. Um, um, but Tony, here's the thing: Can you sign other guys in his stead this coming off season that make you a better baseball team? Why wouldn't you? You have the richest owner in baseball. Because they're not they're not gonna go Soto, two pitchers free agents, Pete Alonso. They're just they're not gonna do it, Tony. You're gonna have to put a stop to how much they're gonna spend somewhere. Listen, the reason your that... knowledge of sports is immense, but I'm not doubting you. But what I'm saying is if you have a piece that's productive, you don't just get rid of him because of money when you have plenty of it. No, see, I, I think you – and thanks for the call. Dan, I still think you, you say, we like him. If they decide we want to keep him, you have to put a, a monetary figure on how much he's willing – how much he's worth to you. They're not just going to let him walk and not make an offer. They're going to make an offer because they do like him and they want him back, but it's going to have to be on their terms. Remember, the Dodgers, the reason they got Otani and Yamamoto, not to mention the fact that they're deferrals on the contracts and the way they structured them, but – Dave, last offseason, the Dodgers did nothing. They signed J.D. Martinez to a one-year deal for like $10 bucks right. because they, they, they reset really their brought their salary way down knowing right. this was going to be a monster offseason for them. And that's what the Mets, I think, are doing because next offseason is going to be a monster one for them. The only difference to me is that the Dodgers did it and still were great. The Mets are going to do it and potentially could have a struggle of a season. But last year? expectations were not high for the Dodgers. This was a team that we said, shoot, maybe if everything breaks right, they could win 90 games. They weren't going to be the juggernaut Dodgers. Now things worked out the way they did for them because they had youngsters come up, a couple of young pitchers, James Altman, and they held down the fort. But I actually think, let me tell you something about the Mets. I actually don't think that they're going to be as bad as people think. No, I don't think they'll be awful. I just don't think they're going to be much more. Not going to be as bad as last year. No, they'll be better than last year. I, I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're a, a mediocre baseball team. All right, we'll break. We'll come back. Very busy 9 o'clock hour. Stuff you missed with RJ. A lot of phone calls. A lot of Mets. Some hockey. Some NBA. All of it. 1-800-919-3776. DNR with you. 98.7 ESPN. Well, secure the seats and the memories this year from Vivid Seats, your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, and stolen base. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and 
annual birthday deals with Vivid Seats rewards you earn with every purchase from buzzer beaters to walk-off homers. Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter the most to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.